and welcome to the finale episode of A Trip to Haddonfield, a special October bonus series from In Another World. I'm your host, Zachary Landolt, and I have for you a special two-part extra special finale. So, as you know, we will be discussing the last film so far in the film franchise, which was 2018's Halloween, directed by David Gordon Green, which saw the epic return of Jamie Lee Curtis once again to the role of Laurie Strode. But before we get into the final film in the Halloween franchise, there is a special part one to the finale, which is my interview with Joey Gentili, and he has some special Halloween franchise tea, namely information about a Halloween film that was almost the next entry in the film franchise, and it would have included Mr. Joey Gentili in the cast. And he is going to be giving us all the information on that, how it was different, what he thinks about the eventual 2018 film that was, and his thoughts on the franchise in general. He also gives us the rundown of his favorite characters overall, and he'll tell us his favorite and least favorite films in the franchise. So, without wasting any more time, let's jump into part one of the A Trip to Haddonfield finale, which is my interview with Joey Gentili. Here for the finale of A Trip to Haddonfield is actor, writer, comedian, and one of the hosts of the podcast Academy Queens, Joey Gentili. Welcome to A Trip to Haddonfield. What an introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I bring you here today because you have a connection to the Halloween franchise. I do. I do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's my own claim to fame in my mind. Um, <laughs> but I was almost killed by Michael Myers. Uh, and what a, what a, what a feat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, it, it's crazy just thinking about it. Like, it's so funny because it's like, well, I could have been, but then I like think about it and I was like, ooh, I'm kind of glad I wasn't, but I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. Yeah. So before the eventual uh, David Gordon Green 2018 reboot, apparently there was another uh, version of it in the works that you told me about. Would you like to tell the listeners a little more about the film that almost was? Yeah, yeah. So back in 2015, this was kind of so like, I'm I'm a stand up comic. And you know, I, I travel the well used to up until COVID <laughs> travel the country worked in different comedy clubs, yada, yada, yada. Um, I would get like random auditions for things like uh, Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. Um, I auditioned wow. for Pennywise and the It remake. I, okay, I did, wow. Yeah, I like would have these like really random auditions. And so what happens when you have an audition is that, you know, if you're rep by a manager and agent, you get what's called a breakdown sent to them. And a breakdown is like, okay, let's say like the original Halloween movie, right? So the breakdown of Halloween is like the characters are Lori, Lori Linda, and Annie. They are looking for, you know, Caucasian or it'll say like any race or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, 17 to 21, uh, yada, yada, it explains the character. And so that's what happens if you have an agent. So you kind of like know what happens uh, coming from your agent on 
what they're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. I wasn't repped at that time. I didn't have my manager. And so I had a friend who was working for the casting who was like, hey, they're doing Halloween. There might be something for you. I'm like, cool, cool. And then I like read more about it. So I called them up. I'm like, hi, yeah, I want to audition for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, please. Which is a big no-no in Hollywood. You don't call the casting director because it's usually like just a click of the phone. They hang up. <laughs> right. So I was just very lucky in that. And uh, I sent my stuff over to them. They got back to me the same day. They're like, okay, we're going to have you read for essentially the Laurie Strode character of this film. And in this film, it was a guy. And this was written by the guys who did um, a few of the Saw movies. So it was by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan, who were also responsible for like Feast, The Collector, The Collection, um, Piranha 3 Double D. Like, (laughs) so they, you know, they had their, 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 um, their feet in horror. I'm pretty sure they actually got into the business by winning what was that project green light? I think it was. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I get the audition out to them. Oh, and I think at some time too, in, in that point, they sent me the script as well. So I kind of, <laughs> that for me, I think I thought that was a little weird because I hadn't gotten the role. I was right. just auditioning and I get sent the script. Um, normally what will happen is that you can read a script and then audition, but for something like Halloween, it was very, odd to me with secrecy surrounding oh, sure. yeah yeah and at this time it was called halloween returns <laughs> yeah. um and the premise was it was a direct sequel to halloween one sound familiar <laughs> um it was ignoring everything that happened after the ending of part one and starting fresh um so in the script it remember i i, I so mind you i sent in my audition then i read the script that night And I read the script and it mentions in the script that it takes place, I believe, 11 years after the original. So that would put it in 1989 or 1990, like somewhere around there. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, And then I'm like trying to figure, you know, I'm reading through and reading the connection. And it was really odd because it had like this Frankenstein like quality to it to where how Michael escapes and why he's going after this person. Now, you know, the term red shirts when it comes to Star Trek. Uh, No, actually. (laughs) Okay. So in Star Trek, you know, you can't kill off the main characters, you know, Spock, Ahura, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're in a scene with them and you were going to die, it was always someone wearing a red shirt. So that was (laughs) called, you know, red shirts, like not important characters. So the connection of this was somehow a, a cop from the original who we never met <laughs> Michael is going after and it's a son and his son's friends. It just, it was very weird to read yeah. to start with. And then mind you, it mentions specifically, it takes place 11 years after the original and in the original it stated 1978. Yeah. Somehow in 1989, 1990, people are using iPhones <laughs> and it's in the script that they're on their cell phones on their iPhones. And I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. So then I'm reading this and then I get to a certain point in the script with a character named Bear. Now for the people who, which is most of the people, probably all the people that are listening to this, I am a bigger set person. Um, I'm very broad shouldered. 
I, at 16, could sit down at a bar and get served alcohol because I always had a beard on my face. Um, I have long hair. And this character is literally described as me. And so I'm reading the <laughs> script. Then the night after I've seen the audition, I'm like, oh no. I said, I'm going to get this role. I'm not going to get the Laurie Strode guy. Totally fine. Um, I read the script. I get to the end. And I was like, huh. Okay. Um, so then I get a, get an email the very next day and it was, it came true. It was like, they're like, well, we really like what you did here, but we want you to read for the character of bear. I'm like, I knew it. I'm like, I, I called yeah, the, the right, right. <laughs> so I remember getting the sides for this. And for those of you who don't know what sides are, they're, they're, they're um, the parts of the script that you audition with, like the lines for said character. Get cultured, everyone. Get cultured. <laughs> Get educated. Right, right. So I'm reading this, the sides, and I remember specifically because my friend Tori had uh, had read with me, um, and we have a joke about it still to this day, where it was like Bear and a character named Burly Clerk. <laughs> and <laughs> because the scene was Bear buying booze for his friends for this yeah. Halloween party they're going to, because... Again, in the script, it's literally mentioned, like, this kid looks like he should not be in high school, which, again, <laughs> totally me. Um, I did read the script. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. That yeah. scene in particular, very wild. Yeah. So, um, so it's funny because to this day, we always, I always say, like, if I ever make a movie or make a series of movies, I'm only going to add the character of Burley Clerk into it and totally <laughs> play it. Um, so even five years removed, it's still, you know, a thing between us. Anyway, so I sent in the audition tape. I didn't hear anything for maybe like two days. And that may not seem like a long time, and it's really not. In Hollywood, though, things can happen so quickly or they could yeah. take so long. Um, for an example, I found out about my Lords of Salem audition for Rob Zombie in... January of 2011 mm -hmm. and I auditioned and got into the room September of 2011. So it takes a long, it can take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't get that role. And again, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I found out within two days, which I thought was pretty fast. And it was, we really like what you're going to do or what you're doing. Give us another couple days. We're going to figure this out. Now, normally in this process, um, your manager, your agent, your lawyer takes care of all that. I'm not repped. So I'm literally receiving the phone calls. I'm receiving the emails, yada, yada, yada. And then I find out, um, I get a call saying, uh, you've booked the job. Uh, give us a day. We're going to send over the contract. Cool. Day freaking out. What's up? You're freaking out at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm not allowed to tell anybody. That right. was another thing too, which I, I get. I'm, you know, I get. Yeah, horror, so, horror nerd gay me would have flipped out of being cast in a Halloween <laughs> film. Oh my god. Well, it was so I actually now that I'm thinking about it, it might have actually I probably got that call on a Friday. They're like, we're gonna send it over uh the script or the contract on Monday, uh. um, opening business day. So I'm like, so now I have like the whole weekend to think about it. I'm pretty sure that's actually how it went. Um thinking back but yeah so can't tell anybody then i don't hear from them uh -huh. odd, right odd 
And another day goes by and I still don't hear from them. And I'm like very odd. So I remember emailing them actually and being like, hey, what's going on? And the casting assistant was like, oh, the project is going on a beat. We'll get back to you. Again, lingo term for people who don't know what beat is. It's going on a break. Like they're, they're putting it on a break. They're doing some rewrites. I'm like, oh, thank God they're doing rewrites. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, please bummer. don't write me out. Right. Just don't write me out. Don't Terrence Malick my ass here, please. Oh, God. <laughs> God forbid. Right. So then like two weeks or three weeks pass, four weeks pass. At this point, it's like two months. Now, mind you, this was supposed to shoot in Shreveport, Louisiana, I believe come September. Mm-hmm. This was the beginning of summer that I had auditioned. So this would have been in May. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear from them and it's August. And I'm like, okay, we're supposed to shoot in a month. What the hell is going on? So I, I wrote back to the casting director and I'm like, what is going on? They're like, oh, they're not going forward, forward with the project. So sorry, we didn't tell you. I'm like, well, that would have been nice. You know, I've been waiting for that contract to come over. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, and then it was quiet for a long time, probably about a year. And then the news broke that they were, they were making the Jamie, Lee, well, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't attached to it at that mm-hmm. point, um, but they were totally scrapping the project and going with the David Gordon Green version of Halloween 2018. Wow. So that is my claim to fame to the Halloween series. <laughs> I was it's cast. better than I have. <laughs> I, I was like my first movie. And I was going to die at the hands of Michael Myers, um, which is funny because thinking back to it, like I remember reading the script and again, like the script really didn't make sense at all. No. Oh, it was hard to follow. Yeah. And I was very, I remember like thinking back to that, like very surprised that it was actually greenlit because it was just so all over the place. And that's not right. like, that's not anything, um, against you know the writers i think yeah. at that they were like some i remember reading something about like this script specifically was like just a bunch of people in a room throwing out ideas or something so i, I don't know if it was directly like their writing or their yeah. story as it was they were just trying to put something together for the rights of oh sure um, i mean scripts go through a million <laughs> revisions so yeah it's like right i, don't know right. If I could blame you Right. Um, but it was, it was funny because I was like, oh, okay, well, at least because I remember the bear character had the, ch- the big chase scene and he was the very last one of the friends to die. So that's I like, a feat. That's a, that's accomplishment. Yeah. And the character, he was like probably in it from, and the thing is too, is that the script, I only remember being like really short, like maybe 89 or nine, that's a theme here, 89 or 90 pages, maybe even a little shorter than that. Yeah. And he, I remember him coming in probably about 20 pages in, and then he's sprinkled out through the entire thing till the end. So it would have been like pretty cool. But I just remember. I mean, you had some moments. Yeah. I was like, oh no, where's this fucking character? But then once you show up, you were like, pretty heavily featured yeah it was a, it was a good part like honestly it kind of reminded me a little bit of um daniel harris's annie in h2 like once she showed up she was just <laughs> there until the end um the relief which, if you will to but, finally have some fun in this film yeah yeah but i remember like reading my death scene and being like what <laughs> because the character 
is like no okay so again my, mind you it it says it's a direct sequel 11 years after the fact <laughs> yeah. but, the, but the main character of the the guy and the girl are watching where the characters are like this haunted house party in the middle of a cornfield. Cause you know, it's fucking Illinois. And, <laughs> yeah. um, they see from the outside of the house, Michael Myers in the house and they're in, and he's like a room away from the character of bear. So they call on their cell phone to bear and they kind of guide him through the house, avoiding Michael. And so there's a chasing there. And then I remember, I remember in the script, it says like, uh, he reaches the top of the stairs and Mike, he turns around. Michael's there. He, his fingers get slashed off. Oh. But then Michael kicks him in the chest and he falls down the, he falls down the stairs and breaks Jeez. his neck. I'm like, that's the kill after that chase scene. Lame. <sighs> Underwhelming. So listen. He didn't even pin you to a wall. Like, come on. Right. Like, at least bob me or something. <laughs> um so the thing is, is like, I think it would have been really, really cool to have been a part of the series. The series is iconic. You know, the series has its ups and downs for sure. I'm pretty sure if this would have been made, this would have been looked at as a down. But it, you know, it is what it is. Um, you yeah. know, my thing is, how many famous actors have been in like kind of shitty horror movies in their early career? So to me, I'm like, I don't care what movie it is. Yeah, I'll go do it. Like, come on, like just for the experience, especially for something like Halloween, to be like, I'm in that franchise. I'm in that. Yeah, awesome. that's the thing too. Is that like doing a movie like Halloween, or if you get like Friday the Thirteenth, or or any franchise? Yeah essentially is also a job for life because if you want to go down that route you get the conventions and the bookings and all yeah that. And you get to be part of that community that fandom like you know i mean some people don't want to do that sort of thing but it's it's a i don't know it's a it's a big accomplishment or it's a big honor i think to join such a big franchise yeah yeah and like i'll always cherish the the idea of it and who knows maybe maybe one day i'll get to do it and do do a film i'd probably not after the, me calling the script awful but um <laughs> it was in process it was in process uh, well the thing is is like again getting the getting the call that they were doing rewrites i was like it, it makes sense yeah um because it did feel very rushed but it's funny because like they did the Jamie Lee Curtis version or, or the 2018 version, which yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the 2018 version. I was going to ask you, what did you think of the eventual reboot in comparison um, to this or to what it was? So the thing is, is I think it gets fair criticism now, like the Dr. Sartan thing didn't work. And just like the big issue they did with the 2018 thing was that they showed the entire movie in its entirety in the first trailer. That Definitely did, for sure. And then, of course, you have, it's one of those movies, like, if you remember back to the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot in 2010, it was one of those trailers that had so much in the trailer that wasn't there, and they never released it on, like, Blu-ray special features. Like, I remember specifically, too, there was a whole beginning of a Nightmare on Elm Street where the Kellen Lutz character, like, it starts off at a party, and Freddy throws him from the top of the roof into the pool or something. And you see that in the trailer, but that footage has never been released. So there was, (laughs) of course, the ending of 2018 where they reshot it and had to go back and yada, 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 yada. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, it wasn't my favorite. Um, I found it actually very underwhelming also, which is a bummer. Here's the thing. I definitely heard it was divisive. Like, some people loved it, and some people were like, eh, eh. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like, here's the thing with these horror movies. 
I really wish that they would hire fans and people who know the series inside and out because if there is anything that we know as horror fans it's what we want right yeah so for an example um what i don't want to get into it on here because (laughs) you never know if i could ever pitch this yeah but if i were if they want to redo friday the 13th and get back to that series i know for me as a fan what I would do is do a direct sequel to part eight. So ignore go to hell or Jason goes to hell, all that stuff and get Jason back to crystal Lake. And I would want to bring back the original survivors, but I would sell it as a part nine and then part 10 finishing it off. Um, Part 10 being all the survivors returning and you pick them off one by one until there's a final, final girl. Yeah. Um, That's, and of course put one, put one of those, uh, nine or ten in the snow you know because as fans we've always wanted the uh the winter version of that movie but i will say for halloween <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but i will <laughs> i go for it <laughs> i have the script for halloween kills and i'm not putting any spoilers out there <sighs> this film i am so excited that i have been able to read it because it's been delayed is perfect for a oh, halloween. lovely and it is everything that we that as a fan we've ever wanted in a Halloween sequel. And I am so goddamn excited to finally see it on screen. I will say, again, no spoilers, but I will say this. The twists in this movie will forever change the idea of what how we thought this tri- this uh quadrilogy of yep. Laurie's Road is going to end. It's oh, so, so good. It is so good, you guys. Uh, so. Well, <laughs> man. There, well, my next question was going to be, what are your thoughts on the next two sequels? Where do you think the franchise will go? But it sounds like you have a, a decent idea. Uh, yeah. So would well, you say you, so you are excited to see where they go? Yes. As someone, again, who didn't like 2018, I really didn't go into this script. Probably with any expectation. Yeah, and I left with the most anticipation for Halloween ends. It's fucking ridiculous. Wow. Well, what did you like about? Th- was there anything you liked about the reboot? I know for me, I, I mean, it definitely had like rewatching it for this. I definitely still like it, but I went, oh, this couple parts are a little clunkier than I remember. But I remember at least thinking that I thought the screenplay was fairly good in comparison to um, the. I, I was not a big fan of the Rob Zombie versions. So some people like them more than others, but I definitely I hated Resurrection. Resurrection is is a, uh, it's, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole whole deal unto itself. Um, but I at least like the screenplay. I don't know. What about you? So the thing with this one, I will first off start. <laughs> I will state this because uh, you mentioned Rob Zombie's stuff. Mm-hmm. H2 is one of my favorite in the series, mainly because it has one of the best feels for the holiday itself outside of part three, I think, because you really feel the aspect of Halloween. And plus two, I know this was Jamie Lee Curtis's word to use on the last publicity tour, but trauma, (laughs) the idea of actual trauma and what Rob Zombie was able to do is probably the most on point of what I would think someone who survived that had gone through. Mm -hmm. So while I understand why people don't like H2 a lot, in fact, a lot of people consider it one of the worst in the series, 
I think it's one of the most unique and honestly most entertaining. Now, of course, I find issue with like the horse and the mother, of course, Rob Zombie had to figure out a way to put Sherry Moon in that. But it's like, it's not bad, bad. I enjoy it's still it. Not one, it's still not the worst to me. I don't think it's the worst. I think it's my fourth favorite in the series, to be honest. Well, um, there's a question. Which is your favorite Halloween movie of the whole Halloween franchise? Five. Halloween, Halloween 5. Oh, interesting. And why is that? I think it's the most entertaining. Um, it's the only one I can watch every single year without being completely bored with the series. <laughs> and plus two, I think it's when we really see Michael at his most vicious. Um, <laughs> That's true. I mean, he's literally running down kids with a car. And here's the thing. People think, people hate on Tina. Tina's a great character. She's so out there and, and just so much fun. But I also get why people hate it, too. I mean, the house is ridiculous and the oh, movie black doesn't really make sense. But it's honestly my favorite, followed by Halloween 3 and then the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a little off topic here. What was your question, even? I'm sorry. Oh, why didn't I like, or about 2018? Here's the thing. 2018 looking back at it is just it's kind of a boring film it also doesn't make sense you know it was public or it was through uh, publicity it was like this is the final showdown Laurie Strode <laughs> has been waiting all these years yada 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is is that if Sartan which was a whole mess hadn't br- had not brought Michael to Laurie yeah it would have never happened and then also too Michael didn't know who Laurie was because he wasn't he didn't escape going after her. Right. The only reason why it ended the way it was is because he was brought to the house. Yeah. So it just really didn't make sense with the message they were trying to send. And then if she has been waiting 40 years for him, she's really not that prepared as she's is going off the rails crazy. Okay. The one, well, you know, the one part I, I actually went, that's dumb. Like that, how can she be so prepared yet that happens is when she's standing by the door and then his arms come through the glass and start to strangle her. I'm like, you didn't think to not do that? <laughs> like, come on. Right. You didn't think that would happen? Come on, lady. Come on, lady. The script for that one by any chance? Did you get a hold of it? No. So I was able to read it too. Um, in the ending that they used for it, so the the final showdown literally happens as soon as he gets to the house and it's outside. Yeah. And um, Judy Greer's character shoots him with a bow and arrow. And yeah, I just, oh, I read, yeah, I read about this, but I have to actually get to read it, read it. Yeah. Yeah, and he stumbles away. And I remember the script saying, like, he's taking a final breath question mark and then the screen goes black so it's not like there's ever really much closure with that one either yeah um i will say this the ending that they went with is the far superior one um that was the other thing too is i really really wish they i know they wanted to get rid of anything that happened after part one but (laughs) daniel harris has been done really dirty by this yes indeed and if there was an opportunity to finally get Jamie and Lori together. Yeah. It would have been this. Yeah. And it's funny because I also heard that for H2O, they almost connected Jamie to it as well and were going to acknowledge it. And then they ended up just cutting it out. So I'm like, poor Daniel Harris. I don't know what is going on with her. And then hearing. Then I heard they wanted to, um, like, they recast her for Curse, or they tried to cast her in Curse, but then they said, yeah, we'll pay you, like, $1,000, like, scale. And she said, well, that's kind of ridiculous. I was the lead of the last two movies. Like, well, we don't care. So it's just, but then they'll offer her a role in, I heard they tried to offer her a role in Resurrection originally, then she turned that down. It's just, like, she's been all over the place with this franchise. 
Yeah, and it's sad. Like, I mean, as a fan, and that is, again, one of the highlights of H2 that we all agree on. It's a highlight, but it's a low light, is when she dies. Because there's such an emotional moment for us as fans. And that's what I mean when I say... I did think that was a good moment. I did think that was nice. I mean, it was heartbreaking, but it was like, oh, wow, this is... This is actually yeah. like emotionally intense. For sure. And that's the thing too. When I say like as fans, we know what we want. And I wish that these studios would hire people who aren't just, you know, in the business. Like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> What's well, funny, know. like the guys who made, um, you know, the eventual 2018, they're like, oh, we're just hardcore fans of the franchise. So I almost wonder if they felt they need, I haven't, I obviously have not read the script for uh, anything uh, like you have, but I wonder if maybe they had to get through what they did with the first one to get to the stuff that's more exciting with the sequels. I don't know. Well, again, I won't spoil it for this, (laughs) but um, I will say what they did because we all know by now like Lindsay's back tommy's back like um nurse marion's back um what they did here i will say is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um i think the nice um the nice reunion we're getting is pretty cool also too it's not really a spoiler but i still won't say what it is it (laughs) Um, there are two characters from the first one mm-hmm. from Halloween 2018 that come back as like kind of main character, main characters in this one. So it's kind of cool that if you're a fan of the 2018 version, if you realize which part of the film they're from, you're like, oh my God, that's them. Um, so that Ooh. was cool. So, I mean, they, they, they did some cool Easter egg stuff with got me hooked. Yeah. That's awesome. Trust me, I I feel so bad because literally everyone should be seeing it this month and it's delayed a whole 12 months. I know, I can't even, it's too much. And then I also have Scream 5 to uh, cautiously uh, oh, <laughs> wait also. Whole, can, can, I tell a, can I tell a quick story on that one too? Why not? Go for it. I have a connection to all these franchises apparently. Oh, please. It's a party, it's a finale party. <laughs> oh, give us all the gossip. So my, was it when I first? Yes, my... One of my first auditions was actually for Scream 4 back in 2018. And I, see, here's the thing too. Actors, we auditioned for a hundred things and we're probably going to get zero of them. So the reason you probably have never seen me on screen is because I have never actually gotten anything yet that has gone through. Um, Girl, same. Right. But but yeah, so anyway, so I auditioned for the the nerd character, He's the one who's like, I'm gay. You can't kill me and scream for. Oh, yeah. 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 So I auditioned for him and then didn't get that. And then it was funny because, you know, COVID happened and everything and everything went down on a beat for a little while. Yeah. And then I got signed with my lawyer because I I got signed with my lawyer first this year and then my manager who I have now. Very exciting. I I went to my lawyer and I was like, hey, they're doing Scream 5. Can you get me in on an audition? She was like, yeah, I can do that. No problem. So this was before anyone was announcing the cast outside of the, the main three. Yeah. And obviously with Scream 5, especially anything with Scream, they have to be super secret on it. <laughs> yeah, right. So I get a call from my lawyer and she's like, okay, so with the casting, with the casting director, they need, they're looking for high schoolers. Well, I'm 28 now. So if I was able to sit down at a bar at 16 and get served, <laughs> not saying I look 50, but I, 
I, I mean, I play my, I play 30 for sure now. I'm like, well, they're not going to pull a Rizzo in Greaves. I am not going to get this. And she's like, no, we'll send it in anyway. So I get a call the next, the very next day from my lawyer. And they're like, yeah, they said you're too old. And, but they'll keep you in mind for like a, a cop role. And I, and I was like, they to be just smacked in the face. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, no, it's funny because I'm like, I told you that I was, that I could, can't play high schooler, but then it's, it's a whole other thing to actually finally hear it. Cause I'm like, well, there goes a whole subgenre I can't play anymore. Uh-huh. So didn't get Scream 4, didn't even get the chance to audition for Scream 5. And I wasn't in the Halloween that was made. So woe is me. <laughs> bitches, bitches. How dare. Right. So which, okay, I asked you what was your favorite, which is your least favorite Halloween film? Six, The Curse. Yeah, it's mess. Yeah, nice. I prefer Resurrection over it even. And I mean, I was more, I had more fun watching Resurrection than I did Six. I'll say that. Yeah. I like, I own the Halloween box set and honestly, I've never popped in part six because I just, I, it just, I really don't like it. I really don't yeah, like no, it. Yeah, no, yeah. I was, it was, it was just so confusing and like, I, I don't under and I hated what happened with the whole Daniel Harris of it all. And so then I had like a bitter taste in my mouth while I was watching it. Cause I always wondered like, why didn't she come back to play Jamie? That's so weird. So then I found out why. And it was just like, ugh, this is gross. And just you can feel the the rewrite of it all. It just the whole thing feels like a weird puzzle that's not quite put together right. And Michael looks crazy in it. It's just ugh, I'm not a fan, not a fan. Yeah, and just like really diving into the whole thorn thing, just yeah, and people are like, well, the producer's cut is better, and I'm like, is it? Is I have not seen the producers. Have you seen the producers cut? Yes, I've seen the producers cut. Is it any better? No, it's not. <laughs> There's this point in the producers cut where like Michael is standing at an altar, surrounded by the thorn cult members, and um, um the character of Kara. It's after she like jumps out of the house window. It's like. Oh, it's just, it's a mess. And like, oh, they're, they're, it's so weird the way they stop him. Paul Rudd's character of Tommy in this, uh-huh. he like puts down a bunch of rocks on the floor that symbolize a spell that literally just stopped Michael in his tracks. And then oh, it, that's like where the movie ends. It's really oh, no. weird. <laughs> Wowie. Well, <laughs> Joey, thank you so much for coming on. This, I don't know. How, I don't know. The last question. Usually, my questions for each episode are like, "What's your favorite?" So I know your favorite. I know your least favorite. Who is your favorite character overall with the franchise? I guess that'd be my last question. Linda, but it's actually Christina Klebe's Linda in Halloween 07. Mm, interesting. Mainly because that was me in high school, and I was like a snotty little nose like snot shithead kid i don't know i also just like really like christina Cleve as an actress and i think with the i think i think the one downside with the with uh halloween 07 was Mm -hmm. the fact that like the magic of Lori, Linda, and Annie seemed to be really cut short, Mm -hmm. especially the walk home i was never pleased with how short that was um yeah and then it was just weird like killing linda first i get like annie survived that and i'm glad daniel harris did because we got her for h2 right but i don't know it was just odd to me to like 
I, I think she only has like seven minutes of character screen time. And that's just not enough for me, especially with how feisty she is there. I, I love that Linda. Um, but yeah, I think Christina Cleve's Linda is my favorite character in the entire series. Wow. Yeah. I guess. What about you? Me. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, it's it's such a boring answer, but I I I would say Lori. I know it's like it's not the most thrilling answer, but I just I even beyond the character, I just love how seriously Jamie Lee Curtis takes that character whenever she plays it. Like she doesn't. Um, I don't feel like she's phoning it in, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that she talks about the franchise in interviews. She doesn't. Um, she talks about it with a lot of respect, which I don't usually get from original cast members that have moved away from something to greater fame. So mm-hmm. it's it's nice that she has like reverence for it. And I just I love the legacy of her mother connected to her and they're both, you know, scream queens. It's just something very magical about all of that. And I think that was my thing with 2018, even though there are a couple things I wasn't crazy about. I was just so like impressed with her and her whole part of it that i i think i had uh blinders on <laughs> to uh the, yeah. the the parts that were not perfect imperfect um I, and at least but I, it's just so funny that i always feel the need to like retcon everything like okay never mind forget everything happened i'm like well do we have to do that like why why do we have to do that the, that's the thing about the halloween series is that it really is like four separate series in one <laughs> yeah halloween three is its own then you have the Laurie Strode, the original Laurie Strode saga. So Halloween, Halloween 2, H2O Resurrection. Yeah. Then you have the remake. So 07 H2. Then you have the Jamie Lloyd trilogy. So 4, 5, and 6. And then you have the original timeline, which is Halloween, Halloween 2, 4, 5, 6. Yeah. And then you have the new Jamie Lee Curtis timeline, which is Halloween, which really, I was I was so upset that they just called the 2018 one just Halloween. Like, that's Halloween 2, technically. Right, like, it was kind of like, okay, right. guys, come on. Right. So it's it's kind of insane. Like, like the Halloween series especially is really your own choose-your-own-adventure. <laughs> that's true. So I will say this, too. With Halloween 5 has always been my favorite, but when Halloween Kills comes out, it will overtake number my number one spot. That's how good it is. I'm so teased. I know. <laughs> no, what's going to happen? Well, Joey, thank you so much for coming on a trip to Haddonfield, okay. especially for our big finale. Yes. Thank you thank for giving you. us all the Halloween tea. Of course, of course. I hope it was fun. I hope um, everyone loves the new one when it finally comes out next year. And you know what? I'm always here for a good story. So if you want more, um, check out my podcast with my amazing co-host, Brandon Stanwick, um, at Academy underscore Queens, where we talk all things Oscars. We have a couple of horror episodes out there as well. Um, and just come for a ride. It's always fun. Yeah, it's a great show. I'm, I'm into it. All right, listeners. And that was part one of the A Trip to Haddonfield finale. But don't you worry, part two is waiting for you live right now. So as soon as part one is finished, head over to part two for Devin Ray and I discussing the final film so far in the Halloween film franchise, 2018's Halloween, directed by David Gordon Green and starring Jamie Lee Curtis. 
And just one more quick shout out to Joey Gentili for the very entertaining and educational interview on part one. <laughs>